The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. and everything in between. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Bo Patton, here's Chris Yad. What's going on out there in radio land? Also on the internet, and on the interwebs, the internets. No more capital I. Thank you, AP Style. Appreciate that. We are. Why was it ever? I, the internet was a it was a proper noun at one point. I guess. Oh man, it is Hump Day Wednesday, coming to you right here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. I am Chris Yao, joined as always by Maurice Patton and JP Plant. Excited to be with you here on this. I guess it's it's still hump day because it's the, the back half of the week starts in about 53 minutes for most folks who are working nine to five. What a way to make a living. Barely getting by. <laughs> we, uh, Wednesday is always a fun day because it's it's wild and wacky and we get super crazy. But one of the cool things is we get to talk to Jeff Hem of Nashville Sounds, Terry the Chicken Man talking NASCAR. Today we get to visit with Teresa Walker, who will help us get ready for Sunday's season opener for the Tennessee Titans and talk other NFL news from across the way. But we have a huge uh, bit of top stories right now, which means that we need to give you yesterday's results. And today's schedule, and yeah, on the rundown, I guess. This is the rundown. In volleyball action from Tuesday, Lincoln County defeated Columbia Central 3-1. to These next three results were all sweeps. Loretto swept Collinwood 3-0. It was Summertown 3-0 over Hampshire and Independence 3-0 over Franklin. On the pitch, it was Warren County 7, Summit 2. East Hickman defeated Loretto 5-3. It was Cornersville edging Cullioca 3-2. Huntland blanked Fayetteville 5-0. And Franklin County a 7-2 winner over Columbia Central. In volleyball action today, Harpeth plays at Santa Fe. That's a 6 o'clock start. At 6.30, Summit hosts Harpeth Hall. 
<laughs> and Spring Hill travels to Stewart's Creek at some point today. There you have it. That is your Wednesday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Short rundown helps us get to these top stories a little quicker. But the first thing I need to do, if you are in Murray County and you are getting your news when, as it pertains to high school sports anywhere other than this show or Main Street Media, please be advised that Mount Pleasant is not playing football this week. They are not traveling to Whitwell or anywhere else. That game is not scheduled. It was never scheduled, has never been scheduled, and was never going to be played. That is all I need to say. Do not go to Whitwell this week if you're a Mount Pleasant fan, no matter what else you've heard elsewhere. Or red. Or red. Now, let's... Let's do this first. We're, we're already, since we're talking about high school games that are not going to get played this week, <laughs> give you the eight games that we know of as of right now that have been canceled. Now, due these to are COVID. games that were actually scheduled but are now not taking place as opposed to games that never were scheduled. Correct. <laughs> there are eight games across the state that will not take place due to COVID 19 cancellations, including. In Metro, Nashville, John Overton High School, and Maplewood will not play. And that's a little disappointing. That's the Arsente Broom Bowl, as current Overton coach Arsente Broom came there this year from Maplewood. So that that would have been fun for a lot of folks, and it's unfortunate that one's not coming off. South Pittsburgh was set to uh, play Murphy, North Carolina. That's not going to happen. You you know the significance of Murphy, North Carolina, right? No, tell me. Carl Pickens. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Not really. It's just, but that's where he played his high school ball. I mean, I don't know why my South Pittsburgh was that. That would have. I'm (laughs) sure that had nothing to do with it. It's just, just yeah. It's just odd. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Grundy County, Bledsoe County, Stellar Prep out of California, not going to play Macaulay. Clinton and Cherokee, Scott, Austin East, and Oneida Oliver Springs. All of those games have been canceled due to COVID. All right. One game that is taking place next Thursday. <laughs> Please read. Can, can we can we just read the tweet from Joe Rex? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, not tweet. Let's uh, tweets. Tweets, tweets, plural. Yeah, plural. series thereof. Yeah, yeah. Let's. The uh, the Tennessee Titans, JP, are going to host Waverly next Thursday. <laughs> According to Titans CEO Burke Nihil or Nihil, I don't know how to say Nihil. I believe the, the Titans are hosting Waverly next Thursday. <laughs> Okay, so so Joe starts out. Titans CEO Burke Nihil says Titans will host Waverly football for a home game Thursday. Then he comes back in parentheses. To be clear, that's a week from tomorrow, <laughs> September 16th. Very good tweeting from me today. <laughs> Keep going. Then he's got brackets. Oh, and the Titans aren't actually playing Waverly. They're allowing Waverly to have a home game in Nissan. Thanks, Bob. 
So and, and so being the smart fill in the blank Alec? person that I am, yeah, smart Alec that I am, I jumped in and said, Waverly versus White House, September sixteenth at Nissan. There. And that's Nissan Stadium, not Franklin. They're not playing or, at the, or Benton or, or Nissan. They are playing at Nissan Stadium. The Titans are not old. at not at the Nissan factory in um, wherever, in no. Murfreesboro. Yeah, <laughs> no, there. none of that. No, it's at Nissan Stadium. Oh man, that's yes. Waverly is playing a football game against White House, not against the Titans. But the Titans are going to be hosting the two yeah. at Nissan Stadium. So there you go. All of that said, that's awesome. Pretty clutch. On how, the do we, how do we part. get in? I got to figure. I got to find a way to get in this game. I'd like to think we wouldn't have a problem, but on the other hand, I'm not sure. Don't know who to go to. Can we just? Is this like every other high school game where you just show your pass? Is it not? I don't if know. you've got a pass, which, <laughs> I mean, which it was brought to my attention when I went to a soccer game here locally last night that not everyone does. I'll leave that at that. But it kind of goes back to your Mount Pleasant game that's not being played. There you go. Yeah. Uh, no, seriously, this is this is huge for the Titans to come through for the Tigers like this with everything that's gone on over the past few weeks in Waverly and in Humphreys County. And so that'll be the thrill of a lifetime both for those kids but and for White House's kids as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. no doubt. I mean, you're the beneficiary of a game being played at Nissan Stadium. So that's pretty cool. A couple of quick no- – well, one quick note. Let's just get – before we get to the sad parts. Uh, Blue Raider graduate student Sophie Burks named Conference USA Women's Golfer of the Week, Mo. Yeah. Um, it was announced earlier today. Sophie set an MTSU record with a 11-under – 205 for three rounds at the USA Intercollegiate hosted by South Alabama. Um, the Montgomery, Alabama native, I wonder if she had played there at Probably. Magnolia Grove Crossing Golf Course in Mobile. Probably um, in high school. Maybe she had a little insider information because she tore it up, 68, 68, 69 for the three rounds. So um, congrats to Sophie. Finished third. At the USA Intercollegiate and earned CUSA Women's Golfer of the Week honors. And finally, uh, news that we will get to at some point, maybe not today. Cincinnati has applied to the Big 12. That's a pretty big deal. We'll see how that plays out. Let that kind of marinate for a little bit. Hopefully we can talk about that later, uh, today or tomorrow. Yeah, the Cincinnati Inquirer. Has has reported it, and the athletic has followed up. So, also a loss, huge loss in the Tennessee boys basketball world. Ted Anderson, who um, over thirty six years at Memphis Hamilton and Memphis Douglas, won five hundred and eighteen games and a um, state championship at Hamilton. Died Monday at the age of 77. Uh, that 518 wins made him the ninth all-time winningest coach in Shelby Metro history. And he is the stepfather of Todd Day, who you might have heard of from Memphis high school ranks. And he was a star over at 
Arkansas played in the NBA and is now coaching at Philander Smith. So um, Ted Anderson passed away earlier this week. And another big loss to the college football community, specifically also former Patriot Sam Bam Cunningham uh, passed away yesterday. And Sam Cunningham, to my dad, my, my dad will tell you that he saved Alabama football. Because when he when he came to Legion Field and just absolutely destroyed Alabama, that was the day that Bear Bryant said, hey, can I recruit black athletes now? And finally, the university said, okay, you can recruit black athletes now. And Sylvester Croom comes along. 135 yards and twelve on 12 carries with two touchdowns in a 42-21 route, according to ABC News. It was, too. In, in 1970 of a predominantly white Alabama. I, that's that's <laughs> poor wording. <laughs> that's poor wording. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure, I guess. <laughs> no, not not pre. No, it was pretty dominantly. <laughs> it was dominantly white. No, I, I mean, had had Sam Cunningham not done what he did for USC against Alabama. The team of the seventies doesn't happen. I mean, you don't you don't see you don't see that national championships that you saw at Alabama seventy four, seventy seven, seventy eight. That that doesn't happen. The, the, so in the same paragraph, his performance was credited with having influenced the university and Coach Bear Bryant to widely recruit more black players and accelerate the integration of the sport in the South. I would just like to uh, I would like to note that Bear Bryant orchestrated this whole thing <laughs> it did not influence bear bryant bear bryant used this to influence everybody else he said hey come play in birmingham i, I need you, i need you to come play in birmingham coach we don't want to do that this, our black kids don't want to play in the south please come to birmingham i promise you it will be worth it <laughs> and it was and, and, and i will thank you later <laughs> and i will thank you later because the next year they went to la and whipped that tail in 1971, Alabama had black players on scholarship for the first time and played for the national title. <laughs> Who uh, knew? Huh? Yeah. Bear knew what he was doing. He wasn't no dummy. Anyway, I, I, it's, it's important <laughs> to note. So, Sam, thank you. Jerry Claiborne, a former Bryant assistant, famously said Sam Cunningham did more to integrate Alabama in 60 minutes than Martin Luther King did in 20 years. Nailed it. There you go. <laughs> I did not realize until a little bit ago, Sam Cunningham is Randall Cunningham's older brother. I didn't know that either. Yeah. That's cool news. Yeah. So, all right, we got to go. We'll be back. Jeff Him on the other side of the break. Stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Right back after this. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. 
Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. The sports talk show you've always wanted. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. From preps to pros. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mo, it's a good day today. It's been a good day. What'd you, what, what did you get done today? Anything exciting? No, not really. Nothing uh, exciting? I've, I've just kind of been taking it easy, kind of the calm before Still the storm. Prepping. Yeah, Yeah, because this next couple of days is going to be hectic we'll say no doubt yeah well if you want to relax a little more tonight's as good of a night as any to go to first horizon ballpark as the sounds continue their homestand against the memphis redbirds after a nine to seven win last night getting the dub for dylan file and if you get out there you can get you a co-branded apron Tennessee and the Nashville Sounds is a little checkerboarded apron. And I, I feel like Sarah would let me wear that before she would let me wear the checkerboard overalls that I have. <laughs> I feel like she would be more open to that. I don't know. Uh, I I think so too. Yeah. Jeff, did you, Jeff him joins us now the play by play <laughs> voice of the national sounds jeff did, did you wear your co-branded apron over the weekend on labor day i did not wear it over the weekend because i was uh i was working games in louisville i'll use that as my excuse but i will say <laughs> i think you know if you need a little bit of ammo with your household i think there's there's practicality in the apron now there might be an expectation that you then have to actually go grill or cook something I do uh, all the cooking. You may not be in favor of, but the apron is is practical. The overalls, I, I mean, I guess you could go, you know, do some yard work wearing the overalls too. But you could say, hey, I'm wearing this because, you know, this, that, and the other. And then by the end of the day, you might just actually have to sort of try to produce a cheeseburger or hot dogs on the grill or something to uh, to make it pay off. We'll we'll stick with hot dogs for now. The the, the less work, the better. <laughs> Jeff. Um, I know you guys had to be glad to get out of Louisville. 
Yeah, Rick Sweet would tell you the same thing, and he's won more games in that ballpark than anybody. He managed there for seven years for the Reds, uh, not all that long ago, but we've had two series up there, and uh, they, they did not go great. Uh, the stat that I have discovered is that the Sounds went 8-16 and 16 against Louisville this year, and they are 50 and 36 against, against everybody else. else. So uh, we're in good shape now that we're done playing Louisville. Well, thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, hey, tell me something. You saw Hunter Green. What do you think of him? I mean, there's there's just obviously amazing uh, giftedness there. I mean, he. I, I know it's not effortless to throw it triple digits. He makes it look that way. I mean, it just zips out of his hand like it's smooth and free and easy. Um, and, you know, it, it's easy to say, yeah, well, what's he throw besides that? Because big league hitters can hit that, which is true. He's got pretty good secondary stuff, too. I mean, I don't, you know, he's, I think the big thing for him is that he just has not had a lot of professional innings yet. The timing of last year with no minor league season combined with his comeback and timing as it turned out with the Tommy John surgery that he had, he's not had very many innings as a professional and certainly not many at AA or AAA and, and none at AAA until this year. So, you know, I think there's still a little bit more time needed but it also depends on what do the reds want him to be do they do they really want him to be a starter long term uh you know certainly when a guy can throw 100 other than the jacob de groms of the world you tend to think okay maybe he's more of an aroldis chapman type and you think closer just because of the velocity but if he's got enough other stuff uh and he can build up the stamina to to go five six seven innings regularly which he's shown some ability to do this year um, you know, I think there's a there's an argument to be made that he can continue on as a starter. I, I'm not pretending to know what the Reds are going to do, uh, or that I'm on the level they are in making that decision. But I, there's there's options and there is potential through the roof for that kid. There's no doubt about that. Number two pick overall in 2017, two way guy um, yeah. could have easily been a hitter. Uh, I, I guess everybody feels like right now he is in the right spot in in terms of position player versus pitcher I would I would think so you know they do they have they have gone both ways with like Michael Lorenzen before so I don't know if they've ever you know if they've announced any sort of declaration to shut the door on him being a position player but I don't he hasn't to my knowledge he has not had uh any time as a position player at the professional level. I want to say he DH'd a few times in rookie ball because he can't hit, but I, I don't get the vibe that they're thinking of converting him back, mm-hmm. but the ability would seem to be there. Uh, they're, they're, you know, that that's certainly a possibility. Speaking with Jeff, him, the play by play voice of the Nashville sounds last night. Sounds get a big win on Rick sweets, 69th birthday, a nine, seven decision over the Redbirds. That's a pretty nice birthday present, especially when you get uh, get some, some big hits from folks you need them from, like Tim Lopes, who had a two-run jack. Yeah, and uh, you, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. I think that's what he wanted for his birthday was a victory, especially after things had gone last week in Louisville. So I think it, it was a it's a good night. And, man, you talk about young prospects. The Sounds certainly have plenty, and, and so do the Redbirds. They've got some hitters. And they do not go away. I mean, it was it was, it was shades of what we saw in Memphis a few weeks ago, 
with how just wild games, close games, you know, you think, okay, we're up this many runs, should, should be in good shape. They don't go away. The Redbirds just kept coming at it, and it ended up being a closer game than it, it kind of felt like it should have been, or in some stretches of the game it didn't feel close, but they – they ended up making it close, and, and then Luke Barker got another four-out save and, and locked it down to, to wrap it up. But the Redbirds don't go away, and they've got some young talent on that team too. The Sounds Redbirds matchups are always fun because, for obvious reasons, there's kind of that regional rivalry, and the cities are rivals, I guess you might say in some sense. But um, then there's the talent on the field, and you know the Cardinals are typically going to have a pretty good farm system, and we see that every year with Memphis. So the the games on the field always seem to play out that way too because of the talent on both sides. 16 hits in this win last night, as Chris mentioned. Tim Lopes with the with the two-run homer. Uh, Mario Feliciano with a two-run single early in the game. Dylan File with a, with a um, RBI single. So um, pretty deep attack last night. It was, and I think for Feliciano, it's really nice to see. I mean, he's only played in 25 games this year because he's had these stretches where his shoulder has been an issue. So to see him kind of making up for lost time late in the year, getting some some reps on, on the field as a catcher, you know, improving his, his game calling and his pitch framing and then getting the at-bats uh, has been really good. I mean, this is a guy the Brewers are, are really high on, and for obvious reasons, he's young, he's very talented, he's only 22 years old. And, you know, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago when the Brewers had uh, former big leaguer Charlie Green in town. He's their longtime catching coordinator. You know, at the trading deadline, the Brewers traded away Peyton Henry to the Marlins to get uh, a reliever at that time, given the year that Milwaukee is having. And trading away a prospect like Henry just further, to me anyway, and I think Charlie agreed, solidifies how, how important the Brewers feel Feliciano is to them over the next few years as a young catcher. So, to, to have missed the time that he's, he's missed and see him now producing, like you mentioned, with another multi-hit game last night, knocking in a couple of runs, has been really good to see because it's, it's not just for this year. It's kind of those building blocks to be that much more comfortable at AAA if, and I think it's safe to presume, you see a guy like Feliciano here to start 2022. Chris's boy Bryce Terang goes three for five with a pair of doubles and two runs scored. Well, that's another one. I mean, a, a very, very talented young player who just, you know, just needs needs the time at a new level. A AAA, very different than, than AA in terms of how pitchers work you, what they can do, what they know, how they can set you up. And so just, just the volume of being out there for Bryce is huge. Another guy who is uh, very much a long-term opportunity for the Brewers the way he's so talented. So to see him out there and producing late in the year, Really valuable as you kind of extrapolate toward next spring. Speaking with Jeff Ham, the play-by-play voice of the Nashville Sounds. Um, Jeff, there's no playoffs at the AAA level this year, so you know six and eighteen or seven and eighteen now over your last twenty-five doesn't necessarily hurt you. Obviously, you want to win every time you go out there, but I mean, what is the objective for the Sounds? as they come down the stretch playing after Labor Day for the first time in a while with the um, the 10 extra games that have been added onto the back end of the schedule. 
Yeah, it's a great it's a great question, and I think there are there are multiple layers to it. For one, for a lot of these guys, it's it's easy to forget now because this season, for a lot of ways, has felt fairly normal. A lot of these guys didn't play anywhere last year, a good number of them. So there's just an individual financial uh, situation for them to get another month of time and and paychecks. That that's that's huge for a lot of the guys. These are not millionaires in large part playing AAA ball. So that that's one thing and just the volume of games for them relative to what they probably didn't get last year then there's the component like i mentioned with terang and feliciano just getting getting more repetition at a, at a at a new level relatively speaking and getting prepared for next year but then there's also the component of what the brewers are doing at the big league level they've got a nice lead in their division they're they're almost certainly to be playoff bound and they're thinking more than just a division title so any piece at AAA, in my opinion, is fair game to get used at some point, either in the regular season or, as you guys know, teams get really specific sometimes in what they're looking for on a playoff roster, whether it's a pinch runner or, oh, we want to have an extra lefty uh, at, off the bench or we want to have another lefty in the bullpen, whatever it may be. These guys are, are not far from an opportunity and the Brewers have the luxury of a comfortable lead atop the division where they can try to get specific and where they might want guys and what they might look for. And then we always know, what, regardless of sport, you know, the Brewers did have one kind of COVID outbreak earlier in the year. No team in any sport is that far from that kind of a situation still. So you need guys ready at the next level down. And in this case for baseball, that's the AAA level. So and that's just the reality of where we're at with COVID. So those are just a few things right off the bat from an on-field standpoint. Then there's obviously, from a sound front office standpoint, uh, a revenue opportunity with more games after April came off the schedule and we had no season last year. Just another few games to get fans in here is, is massive for the industry of minor league baseball. We are looking forward to the rest of this series, uh, Jeff, as the sounds continue through Sunday. The schedule is, let's see, what, what are the game times here? We've got 7.05 and then 6.15 on Sunday, right? Yep, yep. And then we'll be back for the, the final stretch that Mo referenced. We'll have Columbus here Wednesday, September 22nd through Sunday the 26th. And those will be the final five home games overall this year, later this month. And then one more trip trip to Gwinnett, just for good measure, because <laughs> you guys yeah, haven't been. You know, to, do y'all do, right. do y'all have second homes down there now? Or? I, was, I was just going to say, I got to go check in and make sure the mail is still coming to my home away from home. <laughs> you know, pay, pay a couple electric bills that I might be behind on at the, the hotel in Gwinnett. I think I think at this point they're just trying to make up for all the years that you guys didn't play down there. I guess. Well, hey, that's fair. You know, I'll, I'll take convenience. We had a lot of years of inconvenience in the Pacific Coast Lake travel. I'll take convenience. I'm I'm good with that. Oh, no doubt, Jeff. Him play by play voice of the Nashville Sounds. Jeff, thanks for joining us today, man. We appreciate it as always, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Sounds great, guys. Be well. All right. Hey, uh, we got a got a about a minute and a half left. And I wanted to mention this before because we just, we have such a jam packed show today. We don't have a whole lot of time to get any news in, but the women's college world series have, has added two days. There'll be now a nine day event. So they will allow some flexibility with their, with their 
scheduling so that you don't have to watch games at midnight and then be back at two o'clock the next day for a game. So well done NCAA about time. Of course, you know, reaction, the NCAA, the, the Kings of reaction, <laughs> reactionary decisions. Yeah. No sense in being proactive if you don't have to. <laughs> uh, if it doesn't work, we'll try, try again. All right. Uh, we're going to go to Terry Wilcox in the next segment. So we'll talk some NASCAR Darlington. Uh, we'll talk Richmond this weekend. NASCAR going to Hollywood. So lots to talk about in the next segment. So stick around. Chicken man will join us. Of course, Teresa Walker in the next hour talking Titans. We'll talk about the Atlanta Braves. And of course it's wild and wacky Wednesday. So, all the weirdest and wildest news from across the world. Going to be a lot of fun, so stick around. We get we have Florida Woman today, Mo, so it should be fun. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Come back after this. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Local sports talk you'll only find here. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Yeah, we're doing some uh, some testing so right before you said come on back at what thirty five, that's when the rejoin played. So now we know. Is my mic on? <laughs> okay. This is going to be a, a new tradition of <laughs> we're going to play this game every day. Is most mic on? <laughs> oh man. Okay, so now we know. We're we're good now, JP. Now we know. It's good news. So we're looking 30, 30 seconds? Yeah, so if so you... we're going with? Yeah, yeah. You, you can do what you did 
right on the top and we're, we're good. Okay. So, all right. Sorry that you guys have to be our testing world, but it is what it is. We are trying our best to get the kinks worked out of all the new equipment. We always have new equipment here. It's, it's never the same. It's always new. So if, 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 uh, the chicken man was running the board, JP. We wouldn't have this issue. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Terry said, don't, get, don't throw me under the bus. Hey, JP is the master. I'm going to tell you right now. So oh. What do I do? I learn from him. So. <laughs> don't put that juju that, on it. That doesn't help me much, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Hopefully, I'm kidding. But hopefully not the mistakes. <laughs> Terry Wilcox, the chicken man, joining us here as he does each Wednesday, talking a little NASCAR. We'll talk a little bit about last week, a little bit about next week, and a little about next season. So, Terry, tell us, Denny Hamlin with a big win, Kyle Larson right behind him. Yeah, Denny Hamlin got the win. Uh, His pit crew got him out in front, and that was what it took. Larson was a better car, but uh, when you got out front, you had clean air. He was able to hold him off. Whenever Larson got out front, he just ran away from everybody. But uh, but that's the name of the game. You know, it's a it's a team sport, whether people realize it or not. Uh, and it, Denny Hamlin's crew got the job done. They get secured. They actually got the win for him. I tell you, Ham, that last lap was amazing. If you watch it, Hamlin just let it all fly and ran right up back behind him. But uh, too bad he didn't spin him out. But anyways, it uh, but a good finish. Uh, and don't be surprised to see that play out again this week. Uh, Hamlin runs very well at uh, Richmond. He's from the Virginia area anyways. But uh, but very, those two could very well be up there again this week. So uh, don't be surprised. Yeah, Larson on the pole at Richmond because of the way they the way that they, they do the polls now, Mo. Yeah. It's, it's not – you don't go out there and qualify like you used to. You know, it's not fastest lap. Like 25% of it is where you finish. 25% is where the rest of your team finishes. And then 15% is how fat your fastest lap from the week before. And like all this stuff, it's, it's so crazy, the formula, but Kyle Larson, apparently getting the, the pole yes. here in Richmond, Richmond, another Saturday race. We've got two Saturdays in a row. Yeah. we got another one next weekend too. So, uh, so yeah, we're going to, yeah, we actually got Richmond and then Bristol. Uh, Bristol. Saturday night as well. So um, I tell you, it's fun, exciting racing. People like it. You get into a little bit shorter tracks uh, before you turn and go to Las Vegas and Talladega. But, uh, uh, but yeah, Denny Hamlin, he got the job done. I mean, all year long he was close. Kept waiting for him to win. And some other guys, Harvick ran real well quite a bit of the day. So, And, of course, uh, Kyle called me a crybaby bush. Uh, doesn't like it when his car's not perfect. Why but, was he? Why was he so angry? <laughs> no, he's always. Whenever his car is is off, like it was, he does that. He's a he's a he's a ten year old spoiled brat. He grew up that way. Has had everything handed to him, and he expects everything to be perfect. He won't take blame when it's his fault, but he'll definitely blame the crew when it's their fault. Well, his but, wallet's uh, getting blamed this week. Now, yeah, fifty thousand to him, yeah. That's like fifty bucks to you and I. So the guy's a multimillionaire. So not really that big a deal. They should have docked points. That would have been a wake-up call because uh, he's down to bottom now, as you know. He's uh, he's in the bottom four 
but but again, don't be surprised to see him win one of the next two races either. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, a couple surprises down there at the bottom. Two of the Hendrick cars. That's that was surprising, but they kind of got into each other, if you will. So that stuff happens. But a Richmond night race uh, should be a good one. Nice track. So uh, uh, we'll see. You know, three quarter mile track. But uh, but yeah, but that's uh, that's what's coming up this weekend. Uh, don't be surprised to see the same. You're going to see the same players up front. Uh, hopefully, Martin Truex Jr. can. Uh, he struggled. He had a little little bit of trouble last week, but uh, that team's a good team. I look for them to rebound as well. And again, that's this is another one. Tyler Reddick. He loves that. He loves to run against the wall, and this is a track you can do that with. You know, it's got that big sw- sweeping curve coming out of three all the way out of four all the way to one. It's a big circle, so semicircle if you will so should be should be good the season's winding down buddy but uh we got some other news that come out as you know uh looks like the, they're going to announce the schedule for next year next week sometime uh and early reports are that uh gateway in chicago or no yeah it's in illinois it's not in chicago but they're going to get possibly a race take one of the two from pocono from the double header and the bigger news is if they run that all-star Bush Class, it was used to be called, uh, at the L.A. Coliseum right off the bat. Not hearing a lot of positive news from the drivers and teams on that, but they'll race wherever they tell them to race. But uh, it would be a half-mile track, which uh, I, I don't know. It doesn't make – I think they should look at it maybe for 23, but I think 22 is too quick, especially with all the COVID issues California has. So just my thoughts. So Well, you know <laughs> – a lot of folks saying that you know NASCAR running in the Coliseum this is this would not be the first time that they've run in right. in the Coliseum but it would be the first time in probably what 50 plus years and be the first time they don't start at Daytona since 81 yeah yeah you're right Dad. usually that's usually where it's at you know they changed it up a little bit this year when the bush clash uh was actually on the road course normally it's you know, at the same, at the the two and a half mile track. So, but but NASCAR, the you know, yeah, I got to give them credit. They're not afraid to take chances. You know who, you know who expect. I didn't expect them to come back to Nashville Super Speedway, and they did run in dirt in Bristol, uh, adding all them road courses. I mean, they, people. That's what people have been clamoring for. Something different. They don't want those mile and a half cookie cutter tracks. So, and uh, and Gateways not Gateways. I think is a mile mile and a, I think it's like Nashville. I think it's a mile and a quarter, mile and a third, something like that. So it's a little different. So I'd, I'd like to see him go to Iowa myself too. That's that's a three-quarter mile track. I think that'd be great. And hopefully in 23, they'll be at the fairgrounds. I think that's going to happen too. So Gateway is gateway is 1.25, but it, it it's shaped funny. Yeah, and that's the thing. You, you, want, different, you want different tracks, you know. That way it makes it gives drivers that maybe uh, you wouldn't expect to win at, at certain tracks, gives them a chance. So, uh, you know, that's where the dirt track came in when they raced there. You know, the road courses throw another wrinkle into it. You can go from a, a half-mile track all the way up to a two-and-a-half-mile track or two and three, yeah, like Talladega and the bigger one. So, But I like the idea of mixing it up a little bit. You know, the champion should be someone who can be best overall at everything. That that would, that makes a true champion, I believe. So, 
so anyways, I'm looking forward to that. So, and uh, we'll see what happens there. So it's going to be interesting. And also, uh, Dale Jr. is running sat, uh, Saturday earlier in the Xfinity race. Uh, this is one oh, race a year. Yeah, he's starting 30th. But, uh, yeah, it'll be – well, the, it's the same day because they're running them. It's a doubleheader Saturday. So, But, uh, but yeah, he, remember one a year. I think it has to do with his sponsor. In order to get the sponsors for JR Motorsports, he has to run one race in the car a year. It's a second car. It's not the not the nine, but uh, or the seven, but it's a different car. I think number thirty is, I think is what I saw. So, so we'll see. So should be interesting. Terry Wilcox, Terry the Chicken Man, talking NASCAR, our resident NASCAR uh, expert. But Terry, we appreciate your time as always. But before we let you go, want to uh, we we can't let you out of here without getting silly with T Willie. That's that's right. You know, when I was younger, my dad used to throw cameras at me all the time. I, and I still have flashbacks. <laughs> hey, come on, Terry Wilcox, the chicken man. Appreciate your time as always. We appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> have a good day, guys. All right. Terry, the chicken man. Mo, NASCAR at the Coliseum. Be interesting, won't it? Yeah, no doubt. Putting put asphalt down or dirt or whatever they're going to do. I mean, chariots at the Coliseum are one thing. But, but, <laughs> That's what they should run. You know. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Hey, uh, as we. I'm Before sure, we get out of here, well, one thing. I'm trying to give us some time to talk some more news because we've got so much news to get in today. Well, so this is our time. Yeah. What you well, got? Uh, UCF to the Big 12. Is they've applied. Oh, they've applied. So UCF and Cincinnati have mm-hmm. now applied to the Big 12. So I guess we're waiting on Houston and BYU at this point. And here's the question because somebody tweeted, you know, where does the AAC go? If you were Jim Weber at Jim W. Jim M. Weber, if you were AAC Commissioner Michael Oresco, which four teams would you target for realignment following the departure of Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF to the Big 12 and UConn to go independent? <clears throat> Excuse me. He says his picks are App State, Coastal, Marshall, and Army. And my question is, at what point does MTSU try to get themselves into the AAC, or at what point does the AAC look at MTSU? So here's the thing about the AAC, and is the AAC an upgrade from the from Conference USA? Without Cincinnati or UCF, UCF and Houston, and Houston, I mean they've got a. They have a a TV deal in place. It's not a great one, but they have one in place. Mm -hmm. So I can see where you might want to. You might want to move up just for that. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I don't know what Marshall does for you outside of help Temple. Maybe. I mean, MTSU and UAB would be much more viable options for your footprint, which includes, you know, Memphis, SMU, ECU, Rice, uh, South Florida, Tulane, and Tulsa. You just make more oh. sense with MTSU yeah. and UAB. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Rice is in. 
Conference USA, not AAC. I got confused there. But, yeah. And if you need to add a third, Rice would be a great one. To replace a Houston, perhaps. Right. So I, it doesn't make sense to me if you're gonna if that's where you're going to go. Why, why would you go Marshall? I don't know what Marshall brings you. I'm not real sure either. It's it's going to be interesting, though. I, I had never really thought about with the AAC losing potentially three teams, you know, the, the domino effect as far as that goes. But that's certainly something to, to consider. I'll be interested to see how this works out. Now, the question is, did UCF and Cincinnati just say, hey, here's our resume, call us if you need us, or did the Big 12 invite them to apply? Because that's not how it's being worded. It's not they have not been extended invitations. That's why I, I'm I'm curious about this one. It's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm looking now at BYU is to the Big Twelve as Liberty will be to the AAC. Could be Liberty. Who knows? We'll be back with Teresa Walker on the other side of the break. Stick around Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today returns after this. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee. 